Hi, and welcome to the Your Good News podcast with me, Catherine Getty. It's easy to believe the news around us that the world is dark and the future is the same. But what if we chose something different? What if we chose to find the good news in each day? This podcast is a collection of interviews with friends, mentors, colleagues on their good news. From business to health to politics and everything in between, it's my hope that you leave with a boost and find your good news. Well, today we are in for an absolute treat. Today's guest, Will Harrell, was one of my first mentors at the University of Florida some over 10 years ago. And Will has such a unique way of making each person in his life feel fully seen, valued, supported, the list goes on. Will is a native of Lakeland, Florida, and a fifth-generation Floridian. Like I mentioned, we met while at the University of Florida, go Gators. But Will has since then gone on to law school at Stanford University in Birmingham and settled back down in the great state of Florida, where he is in private practice. Beyond his professional accomplishments, he serves within his community on a variety of different charities that are dear to his heart. And most importantly, he is husband to Julia and dad to three adorable sons. I invited him on because I really wanted to highlight someone who makes the world around him better through his friendship, his mentorship, his keen ear, and always sage advice. We delve into what mentorship means to him and how to navigate growth personally, as well as professionally with those around you. Without further ado, my interview with Will. Welcome back to another episode of the Your Good News podcast. Like I start every episode, Will, what's your good news for today? Good news of the day. It's uh, I'm coming to you live from Florida. It's a beautiful day, as always, here in the great state of Florida. I think my good news is four months ago, we added on to our family with our third son, and everyone is healthy and happy to date. So, I mean, it's the simple things like that. You know, that sometimes are so monumental and make so much of a difference. And I c- cannot believe he's already four months old. Your oldest quick. is in what T ball? Like, yeah. Yeah. it's life comes at you fast. It you does. Know? Remember when <laughs> there were no kids for that matter? I know. And, you know, I got to share your bio in the pre show prep. But like I said, you know, Will and I met back in college at the University of Florida, the best institution in the state of Florida. We're not yeah. biased at all. <laughs> um, and I just remember so vividly you having a knack for mentoring other people around you. And it was, you know, quiet mentorship of giving advice or, you know, helping people along the way of trying to find their best version of themselves. And you supported each and every person the way they needed to be supported, but still keeping in your um, keeping with your personal values and how you kind of saw the world. And I think that's going to kind of be the, the hole that we go down today and talk a little bit more about. And I think mentorship is a term that's thrown around a lot, but I would love to hear and set the foundation of what does mentorship mean to you? Mentorship to me is about a relationship. And, and by that, to me, it's, it's an ongoing basis. And so, you know, you brought up college and I think the reason I was able to do that, your words, well, I didn't ever know if it was well or not, but, um, (laughs) uh, I, cause I think so many folks had done that for me. 
And so I, I just felt it important that I pass that on and pay that forward, basically. And so, and it just happened that I really enjoyed it as well. So yeah. that just made it easier. Well, and I think that so often, I, I think back to college, gosh, I'm not going to say how many years ago that was. Just a few. Yeah, just a, just a couple. Yeah. Um, Back when Florida was winning national championships, <laughs> it was a great time to be in college. Yeah, and everyone, everyone now listening who's not a Florida fan is having to go Google and figure out when that might have been. <laughs> um, but I think that it's a really interesting point you bring up that it's a relationship. And does that kind of, in your mind, seem like it's like a two-way street of like a give and take? And yeah. how does that kind of show up? Well, I think like with any relationship, it's a difference between – talking to someone and talking with someone. And I think a good relationship is more on the with um, because it's a back and forth. It's a give and take to use your words. It's ongoing. And I think both sides have to be humble that they can learn something from it. I think too many times folks come at it from a mentor is only going to teach a mentee. Whereas if it's done well, I think they're both learning from each other. I think that's like such a good point. And as I'm like thinking through, as you're talking through it, it's, I believe very strongly that mentorship is also a two-way street. And I think it's interesting that oftentimes you kind of think of it's like the Mr. Miyagi where it's like, they're only giving you knowledge versus like you kind of giving and taking. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned that folks had done it for you. Folks had mentored you along the way. What were some like traits or values or things that you were like, I internalize this, I got it, I want to give it back out? I think for me, probably one of the biggest areas was just the concept of time. And I think as we get older, not that we're that old, but as we get older, it just seems to become more and more precious. And for me, you know, with three kids now, um, you know, the, the time and demand on time is just more and more, it seems. And so... When I was younger and trying to work on finding a new career, part of my process was I just started calling people and setting up meetings. And in a lot of them, I wasn't asking them for a job, but I was trying to learn, you know, a lot of times like just about what even certain people did in their professions and in their careers and their industries. And I think what struck me most was People saw a young guy, you know, trying to learn and trying to improve himself and trying to do something different. And they all took that time to meet with me. And, you know, for those folks that were local, you know, we'd meet for breakfast or lunch or something like that or drinks after work. You know, for those out of state or out of town, you know, phone calls um, pre (laughs) pre when we all did Zoom type of thing. And I just always struck me that no one said no to that request. Um, And so the first and foremost was just the giving of time and being present in that time. You know, it it wasn't like, you know, constantly like looking at your phone, you know, trying to tap pencil, you know, like we got to get out of here. It was, I'm here, I'm engaged. This is the only place I need to be basically. Yeah, what I'm really hearing you say is like the being present part. I think it's so easy, especially nowadays with so many distractions of like, yeah, I'm going to give someone 30 minutes, but I'm also going to be trying to multitask, which I think multitasking is not real. Like it's fake. It's fake news. It is fake because I mean, logistically I can 
only focus and do one thing at a time, basically. And so I, I think it's a misnomer to say the least. Yeah. And I just think the hardest part is the asking of the mentors. I, I mean, did you find you were nervous about it asking oh, anyone? Extremely. Or? Okay. Extremely. Yeah. No, it's it's not. <laughs> I think everyone feels that way sometimes. It's not come easy, but it's it's funny. I think what they what struck me was when you did make the ask, like how readily they wanted to put you at ease in yeah. that process. Well, I think it's an interesting. I'd be curious what your thoughts are on the asking versus also like seeing someone maybe junior in your in your same career path or junior in joining a group or something and taking that time to reach out to them and say, hey, like would love to grab coffee. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be a formal mentorship, yeah. but I hope people also take the time. I know I need to do a better job of of reaching out to people that I'm like, okay, you're probably at a similar point from nine years ago when I moved to DC, can't believe I just said that out loud. How can I be helpful in that process? So I think it's it's interesting the two way street. It's of both asking and, yeah. and and reaching out, but it's also of being really honest with like setting those expectations. Do you find that you have to be forthright and say I'd like you to be my mentor, or is it more of a it just kind of comes along with the process. For me, it's been the latter. I mean, I know some folks that definitely it's been, you know, I I need a mentor. Can you help me? But for me, it's always been more of uh, a friendship or a relationship. You know, a lot of times if there is an ask for a meeting, and I think especially if it's a person you don't know as well, what's helped me is asking them with more specificity. Like, hey, I'd like to meet with you to discuss X. And that way it helps bridge that gap, I think, when you don't know a person as well. Because while I think it's fine, you know, I've, I've asked plenty of people to go have coffee or, or a drink or something like that. Like if they don't know you, they may not be comfortable either. And yeah. so if you give them the, you know, throw them a bone of like, hey, I'd like to discuss, you know, this aspect of what you do, you know typically they're going to say yes. Um, And and they're going to be disarmed in that process. It's like setting the expectations. I feel like we talk about setting expectations. That's like a new buzzword. (laughs) (laughs) But I do think it helps of like, hey, I'd love to grab coffee and talk about X, Mm -hmm. Y, whatever it may be. You mentioned that you found kind of through the mentorship process that you really enjoyed it. What were those things that you really realized? Okay, I'm I'm having these light bulb moments or I'm feeling really good about this. Like, how did you realize? Yeah, this is kind of a strength of mine. I think it's, I I really enjoy people. That's one aspect of it. Um, I really enjoy learning. You can insert nerd joke as you want from our college (laughs) days. If you buy, you know, Julia, my wife still jokes that if I didn't have a wife and kids, I'd probably still be a student somewhere at at UF. (laughs) We ironically have one friend we went to school I, with. Yeah, still I'm, there I'm liter- day, and I'm proud to know him. Uh, I'm I think wondering it's if he's still in school. Yeah, <laughs> he's entered his like twenty something year at, at UF. It feels like at this point, man's a legend. But I think you know some of the neat aspects that I've seen in that are you know most recently when I was looking to make a, a switch and I went to talk with a dear friend who's a lawyer. And I wanted to run a few ideas past him for some business ideas I had just to get his unique perspective. And he's also a really good friend. And, you know, we just got to talking and I like 
knowing how you work. I like learning about your business and how you make money or, you know, if it's a nonprofit, how you serve your, your client's needs. And so we just got talking about his practice. And by the end of it, I, I went home and said to my wife, uh, what would you think about me partnering with T-Buddy? And at that point, you know, we were off to the races from there, but that came because I went to him for advice and guidance on, you know, an astronomically different question. It's funny, like, as you're saying this, I'm thinking about how important it is for us to like share with other people we know, like our goals or a dream or whatever it may be, Mm -hmm. because you'll say something and then be like, oh, I have a friend who's doing X, let me connect you. So I think it's, it's also a good reminder that like, kind of taking off the like pressure of a mentorship of like, Hey, I just like to get to know you and talk to you about X. You never know what doors are going to be unlocked from that situation. Right. Right. You know, I think that if you could take or bottle up some of the lessons you've learned, what have been the biggest takeaways from your mentorship? Is it the value of being a mentor? I won't speak for you. So what, what are those things that you take away from mentors that you've internalized? Uh, one, the time, just being there for people. Yeah. Um, and to your point, I think you described it really well of, of it's, it's up the chain and down the chain too. You've got to pass it along. You need to be checking in on those folks that are in the same boat you were back then. Yeah. And you ne- always need to be humble and remember, you know, sometimes just how bad it was. <sighs> if nothing else, like, you know, just how bad it was to be, you know, a first year associate at a law firm or, you know, first year on Capitol Hill, uh, you know, things like that. And just reach out to them because they're probably drowning. And, and just to get a call from someone older, like I remember when I moved back to town here and started my first job, just some of the men that mentor me still to this day, it stems from they were the ones that reached out to me and just yeah. checked out basically. And they took me to lunch or something like that. And it was like, hey, yeah. you're, you're in the middle of your first job or something like that. I'm sure it's tough. Like, how how's it going? How can we help? You know, like, what's going on? And I think it's been a little bit hard in the last couple of years, I'll say, like, to find that time. I think mm-hmm. all of us are sometimes a little maxed out. Like, it may have been of COVID-19 or jobs being remote with kids mm-hmm. at home or, you know, whatever it whatever the circumstances were, I feel like it's been harder to make those kind of down chain mentorship opportunities because you're not seeing people as much. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a good reminder that you probably know that new person in your company or that new person, may it be a church or whatever your social, like whatever it is and take that time. So maybe that's our challenge for for everyone listening is like make one reach out to somebody and, and, give back. I think to your point, yes, it has been harder, um, which makes wanting it like you have to work harder to do it. But I think that makes it more rich when you do have good moments. You know, one of, one of my dear friends also lives up in DC and we haven't seen each other in a couple years face to face. So it's one of those things where like, because of COVID and us all being sent home, you know, back in 2020. And it's a different story altogether now, but, um, you know, it, it forced us to be more purposeful in our friendship. And I think we talk, if not every day, every other day on the phone. Yeah. And, and it's led us to, you know, spin off business ideas and help each other out through, um, work issues and 
to the point that finally, you know, I just said, Hey, you know, we, we've had this discussion on and on. We haven't seen each other in two years. Like, why don't we just meet up? So we're, we're finally getting together and in, in Atlanta and in a couple months, and we're, we're really looking forward to being back in person together at that point. I think that's a really good lesson of like, I was probably being a little pessimistic of like, it's been so hard to give, give myself an out. But I think that's a good reminder is like, going back to the time thing. I didn't, I didn't expect time to be such a big topic for today, but I think it's a reminder of you make time for the things or the people that are important to you. So, and you have um, to cut out a lot of stuff too. Yeah. I, and I think it's, I always do this thing where it's like you count down how many hours you have in a week Mm -hmm. and then you start to think about, okay, how many times am I like, how many hours am I sleeping on average? How many times am I working? And then it's like, Oh, I have like, 20 hours left in the week that I'm mm-hmm. not counting on. So it's I mean, a good I do reminder. It based off how many hours do I get with my kids while they're awake? Yeah. It's it, everyone has their own yeah. little, like what is going to be, what is going to be the calculus. And I think time is, time is, time is a big one. Time well, is- you know, to kind of extend the analogy a little bit during 2020, um, at the height of COVID, I guess you could say, when no one knew anything except we were all at home. And even in Florida, for the most part, a lot of us were home. And um, one of the thing, one of our projects was we we have a backyard and we didn't go in it much because it was terrible. So like early in the morning before I would start work and then like at night after I got done, like it was our goal of rectifying and saving the backyard basically. And it took, you know, hours and hours of literally like cutting out and digging out and hauling out yard debris and trash. And we looked out one day last spring, we're like, oh my gosh, like it's really pretty. That was without planning a lot. It just, yeah. And so I remember I was going through executive coaching at the time and he was like, the, the principle of gardening a lot of times is you're cutting away. It's not planning. You're cutting away stuff. And sometimes you cut away like the bad and other times you're cutting away good stuff too. Um, but the end result is even better. And so I've, I've kind of extended that analogy towards life and time and stuff like that. And, you know, to your point, when you realize like just how many hours you have in a day or in a week to your example, and you realize I really have to be effective, but I have just such a short amount of time to do it really gets you to start thinking about, okay, what do I have to cut out to make myself effective in those moments or present in those moments too. Yeah. Cause I, not to like, you know, hate on screens anymore, but I'm like, <laughs> really, I, I'm really trying as much as I can. And sorry to my boss. He's probably listening, but after dinner, like after like 7 PM, I try as I might not to look at my phone or email. I think it's wise. I think it's wise. You'll probably sleep better as a result of it. It's, And I, I, not only the sleep, but I also, I feel like the anxiety, the, like, there's nothing like, I mean, there are a lot of things, but like short of like something really, really, it can wait till 8am the next day. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that in a weird way, it's like giving myself that time frees me up to think about the podcast or think about, you know, now I really, mentorship has always been something that's been important to me because similar. I was the recipient of your tutelage and, um, continue to be. And I think that likewise, it has been so, it's so rewarding to have like seen, I mean, to think about how, how much both of us have grown in the, in the time, Mm -hmm. I think it's a good reminder that that 
needs to be a priority. And I, I like it being a priority of mine. Yeah. No, for the past year, I'm not saying I've done it like every night, but I have legitimately tried to not turn the TV on and extend that to like screen time as well with my phone or my iPad basically and read. And, you know, you realize just how much stuff doesn't matter on this thing. Um, 100%. And that the world continued moving. And at the same time, then I learned, that you know, yeah, amazing. And then you learn something because you're reading and uh, you probably sleep better because you haven't been staring at a screen for the past five hours. Yeah, it's it's not good. Well, we've been talking a lot about the good of of giving mentorship and receiving mentorship, but I'd be curious for you to talk about, has there been a time where a mentor has kind of given you feedback? You're like, I just know in my gut that's not right or mm-hmm. had to push back and how did you handle that situation? Uh, many times. Um, yeah. Because a lot of times you come into a situation, you may be wanting help, but you have a preconceived notion of how you want to go fix something or how it should be Never. fixed for you. Um, and, and, you know, just get to sit back, which doesn't really happen in life. But I, and, you know, there's been times where mentors have told me something I, I didn't want to hear. And I think that's, that's the sign of a healthy relationship or friendship. And that's the sign of a good mentor that they're going to love you enough well to tell you the hard things. And then I think what has to be done also is they have to have the patience and the grace, if you will, to accept if you don't accept their advice. You know, if, if you and I were talking about something and you came to something for to me for advice and I gave you my take and you said, no, I'm going to go do the exact opposite. It wouldn't be kind for me. Then, like I'm writing her off. Like we're just talking friends. I think that's a really healthy way to view it. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. That's, and I, again, I, I go back to, I think it's the difference between talking to someone and then talking with someone. And on the with side of it, it's, it's a give and take. You've asked me for my advice. Here's my advice. And if you don't take it, I'm still going to love you anyway, type of thing. Well, and I think you touch on a really important point of a healthy relationship. I think, and I don't know if this is just my perception. So curious your thoughts, but I feel like we've, a lot of people are now not comfortable being uncomfortable. Like, I think that there's, yeah, I think there's a, I'd rather not talk about X situation with friend because it's sticky and not comfortable mm-hmm. and I'm going to have to say something I don't love. Thoughts on kind of where we think that could be improved? Is it the kind of humble, like humbling yourself, being honest, mm-hmm. being open? Mm-hmm. Or what else do you think I, kind of I, goes into that's, that? I mean, to me, that's that's it. I mean, I'm sure there are many other things to go to, but I think to me that's incredibly important because I think you have to have – the humility in the relationship to go to the hard places um, and the desire to go there for the other person's benefit. And I think our culture too often is afraid to make mistakes, is afraid to have a contrary opinion. And the result is everybody's in their own silo. It, it doesn't, it doesn't help it. That's not a back and forth at all at that point. And so, again, I think you have to lean in and want it, and you have to be ready to accept the good with the bad when you do yeah. it. I think it's, as you talk about the good with the bad, I think it's interesting also the idea of you've been given advice, 
you think it's right, your mentor thinks it right, it's right, you do it, it doesn't work out. Mm -hmm. Has it happened? Thoughts? How do you handle a sticky situation like that? I'm just, you know, going in on the on the uncomfy things now. No, no, I'm, I'm tr- I can't think of an example off the top of my head, which is not to mean that it didn't happen. But I think it's it, again goes back to humility of like sometimes things just don't work out. The yeah. best laid plans just don't work out. Which I, no, I have had an example of that. I um I had some like a big pitch I was making. I was thought I was going in a, in a different direction career wise and um, it, it did not work out. I mean, I had it, I mean, it was in my mind, it was phenomenal. I mean, yeah. it was the best pitch of all pitches. It had been researched. It had been vetted. I'd rehearsed the pitch and it fell flat basically. Yeah, you're like, this isn't what I, this yeah. isn't how I expected. <laughs> this um, is gonna go. And one of the friend, actually, no, Every one of the friends that's a part of my life that had been a part of that proposal that had, you know, asked the hard questions that had helped connect me with people in my research process, like every one of them that had helped along the way. I mean, day one, I'm sorry, that sucks. What are we doing now? Yeah. And it was not a, well, you know, he'll figure it out. It was like, no, no, like we're, we're in this together. So what are we going to next? I mean, I had one friend sit me down in his office one afternoon. We had lunch and he said, all right. I mean, we both had like blank legal pads on the paper, uh, on the table. He's like, we have the rest of the day. Let's figure it out. And so I think it's that ability to accept the bad and then to pivot towards, okay, we got to keep moving. You can't just stop and stay at the rejection, basically. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, going back to the uncomfy or making mistakes, it's like, you have to make mistakes to grow. And I don't know where along the way we got the idea that like, maybe this is a controversial opinion, but like everyone deserves a medal. Like yep, I, I no, feel like, no. I feel like somewhere along the way we kind of take away those wins and it, it kind of cheapens the whole, Yeah. sometimes you're not going to win and right. that's okay. And sometimes and you life. are going to win. Yeah, and like, and I think any training, it doesn't make you a better person for no, winning. Training otherwise is just, robbing you of preparation for life. You know, a participation trophy doesn't happen in life. And so if you've been kind of incubated in that or, you know, cocooned in that type of mentality, you know, it's going to be a very, very rough job market for you when you get there. I mean, but I think you've, I mean, you've hit on so many, the importance of it not being a one-sided affair AKA with mentorship, the concept of how precious time is and how valuable it is to spend time with other people because you're not only giving, you're also receiving the idea that you need to kind of set those expectations of like, Hey, I'm coming to you to talk about this, then build that relationship off of it. Not being afraid to make mistakes and giving yourself or your mentee or your mentor, the patience and grace they deserve so many nuggets. Well, let's bring this puppy home. <laughs> any other any other knowledge you wanna you wanna drop for for the listeners today? I think as a part of any good mentor mentee relationship or friendship, it's also about follow through and follow up. And you know, one instance is if 
so many people are successful because they're able to connect people. And that's a really cool skill in life. Um, but it also comes with like years of effort and life experience and, you know, a network, but what a cool thing to be able to like, Hey, I don't do this, but like so-and-so does. And you need to, you know, you need to talk to yeah. Getty about that when you, and I'm going to, you're going to DC, let me set you up type of thing yeah. you know, for, for lunch. And then you have to do it. Like if you don't do it, people aren't going to rely on you anymore. So you've, you, you know, you've got to follow through things like that. And I need to follow, I mean, that's kind of a simplified example of it. And then I, from the follow up standpoint, it's also the checking back in with people. It's making sure if you took time from somebody, you thank them for it and not just a text message, try to go the extra step. I, I love uh, handwritten notes. So I write hundreds of them a year. I keep them. I've learned from people I respect. You keep it close. So they're right there yeah. at my desk. They're right there at the desk at the house. They're right here in this desk here downtown. So if it's close, I'll do it. So if I leave a meeting, I typically, you know, if it's a new person or something like that, I typically try to go write them a note. If it's a client, I try to, you know, looking forward to working with you type of thing. So I, it's just little touches like that, that again, it doesn't have to be handwritten notes. It, it could be whatever works for you, but like make it yours and then run with it. I think that's a good reminder of like incorporating yourself into the process, like your, mm-hmm. your, how you kind of yeah. show up for people. But it's also a reminder of like the following up and following through. Like, don't say you're going to do something if you're not going to do it. Right. Like, back to the time idea, you got to spend time mm-hmm. to do it. Well, I have so enjoyed this conversation. I, I think it's well. a really, it's a long time coming. I'm glad we finally did it. I know. And I think it's a good reminder of the value of mentorship, you know, how it kind of shows up for people, some things to think about. And I hope it just rejuvenates some people to get back out there, find some new mentors, find some new mentees. It is hard, honestly, to put into words how much fun I just had recording with Will. I hope you found so many nuggets to incorporate into your corner of this world so that you can spread the good within you. So this interview kicks off a theme for the next few weeks about mentorship, advice for growth, and how to give back to others through their development and also yours. Next week, I'm going to offer up a solo episode. And I just want to say thank you again to Will for joining today. And thank you for listening to another episode of the Your Good News podcast. If you liked this episode, please subscribe, leave a review and share with someone, you know, maybe post on social media. Speaking of social media, you can find me at Catherine Getty. Engage with me. Let me know what you thought of it. Let me know if you have any ideas for some guests. And as always, tune in next week for another episode of the Your Good News podcast. Podcast.